Good morning. Hope everybody's doing well today on this fabulous Monday morning. Unfortunately, Monday has come around once again, and I don't know about you all, but I really despise Mondays. <laughs> so it's not something I look forward to, and I doubt very many of us do. But nonetheless, it is here. Just got to make the best of it that, that we can. So that's uh, who all we have watching here this morning. Miss Amy Oaks Turner, she has an unspoken prayer request. So we'll definitely. Uh, I hope and pray I will remember that when we get to that uh, time for prayer and I won't forget um, uh, uh, Jennifer Honeycutt, Tracy Little and uh, appreciate all you fine people watching and uh, uh, Kimberly Hart is watching so appreciate that and um, see that there's more than that uh, watching by just all the names that I see and it's still doing this weird thing where right now the everything that was just um, I just read the name stuff just disappeared. I don't know. Uh, uh, somebody, let's see what's this here. Darlene Barker, good morning. Thank you, Darlene. I feel okay. Uh, it's usually when the day goes on is when the, uh, the allergies want to make a nasty return. But so far, so good. And hopefully I can get back to the gym and work out a little bit. i got to get this fat belly off of me and having a hard time with that. So, All right, well, let's go ahead and do our Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. You know, I, uh, well, I've always said we lived in the great, we do live in the greatest country in the world, and it's really sad to see how liberalism, uh, this progressive ideology, uh, it is the uh, what I'm getting at. It's just it's frustrating. It's kind of hard to put into words because I have to choose my words carefully because I don't want to offend anybody by no stretch of imagination of what I'm trying to say. I I, uh, I guess I just get tired of uh, if you're a white American male, then you're the enemy. You see what I'm saying? I mean, um, I, I think that it's great that we are. Uh, uh, encouraging young girls to uh, be innovators, uh, to go to school. I have no problem with that. I have a daughter. I encourage her to be anything she wants to be and to not be held back by anyone. And whatever God wants her, leads her to do, I want her to do it. Uh, you know, that's, that's what I'm proud of her. I say, I don't care if you're the President of the United States or if the Lord calls you to uh, be the custodian at the school. There is no shame. Uh, work is, uh, is something we should all be proud of. But I get really, you know, I know we got a lot of ladies watching this evening, this morning, and I, I don't want to seem like I'm disparaging the female race by no stretch of imagination. Uh, God's Word uh, clearly uplifts women uh, and, uh, and is, uh, innovators. Uh, and God's word was in regards to how women can worship uh, with men uh, in the temples when in a time when women were, were supposed to only walk five steps behind men and not allowed to worship. And so God's word glorifies the listen. It's the whole thing I'm trying to put ladies down by no stretch of imagination. But um, it just seems like the Hollywood uh, uh, elites, if you will, uh, the liberals, it's like they're just, they're constantly, it's like everything's positive with women, but it's downgraded with boys and men. You know, I hope that makes sense uh, in the fact that uh, it's like, you need to be more like this girl's kind of, and I think that's why we see a lot of feminine boys uh, and lack of fathers. Uh, and what I'm getting at, I read an, a couple articles this morning. One was uh, the Gallup polls, or uh, according to the, what they have come out with, there there's a concern uh, among uh, 
the lack of uh, men in college said that it is uh, upswing over 60% of colleges females. The ratio is really pretty much two to one. And they're worried about uh, the human race, so to speak, <laughs> in regards to mating because most of all these uh, boys or men are uh, leaving college. Even if they go, they, they end up dropping out or don't attend at all. And most women who have an education want a man, want a man with an education. And all these men are, I hate to say it, are alone losers who don't want to work i hate i hate when you see some girl right driving some uh, boy around you can tell that he's making her use her gas and money and because uh, he's too lazy to get off his duff and do something and all these boys they can go to get construction jobs and some they said they're worried about that and uh, i get tired of um, you know hollywood's idea of redoing a movie uh, is replacing the man with a girl. I don't get that. You know, I was like, I was reading this morning. I always liked the movie The Flight of the Navigator and that uh, old Disney movie uh, back when I was a kid. And uh, said, uh, said they're going to remake this movie, but they're going to, it's going to be female led, you know, because originally it was a boy that would play that part. And I just think it's ridiculous, you know. It, don't just write a good movie, I, you know, or a TV show. If, it, if you're the imagination of Hoover's writing puts in a woman, great if it calls for a man great but i don't understand this need to have to gender flip everything i don't it, it borders now almost on the cliche it gets old you know i get tired of it and um you know you hear this uh, inequality uh, among uh, pay with with between men and women and, and that's a fallacy uh, the uh, the income equality act in 1965 uh, put that to rest and one reason why the polls show women making less than men is because a lot of times women choose professions that pay less than men but that still doesn't discount the amount of female physicians ceos lawyers and uh, who can do who make far more than i'll ever make or see or any other man will see uh, so you know i don't know i just uh it bothers me uh, sometimes i think some of these boys feel a little defeated some of these men feel defeated uh and because everything is so geared towards uh whether it's uh, females or whether it's transgenders or lgbtq I, I, I hope i'm making sense i hope i don't I hope you ladies watching don't think i'm trying to disparage women i think women are a wonderful creation that god has made and uh as i tell my little girl uh you are smart intelligent and I, i've told her so don't let no man tell you what to do because <laughs> i told her i said some man's mean to you i want to wear his head out you know i don't want her to be strong i want her to be independent and that's one thing that sickens me in in cinema is that they cannot show a strong independent straight woman every time they show a strong independent woman she has to be gay i don't get that it, it, it bugs the daylights out of me but nonetheless i'm sorry i just had, i was reading some of these articles this morning and it's just bugging the daylights out of me good morning angel dixon and nicole campbell barnett and uh so but again, please, ladies, I don't hate women. I'm not a misogynist. Uh, in fact, I think what we're seeing now is the, the flip of that is misandry, which is a hatred towards men. I think as we, the, the, the pendulum has swung so far that uh, it's just like, uh, uh, I, it's, I don't know, as a young, I think that a lot of these younger boys and the lack of fathers who decided they didn't want to do their job anymore uh, has created uh, this, this generation of lazy 
boys who don't know how to treat a woman correctly and opening doors and giving flowers, you don't know how to give a proper handshake, to make eye contact, to be strong, uh, to be protective. Uh, I think a lot of this has been, and we, we have to blame men. We have to blame the lack of God in the home. We have to la blame the lack of structure, and, uh, and I think that's why we're seeing a lot of this uh, amongst our, our young men. That's why they don't want to go to college and why they're not succeeding and doing well. So, I don't know. I just uh, thought I'd throw that out there. But again, please, ladies, I am not uh, putting you down by no stretch of imagination. I'm not saying women have to stay home, barefoot, pregnant, and cooking. I'm not saying that at all. Please do not misunderstand what I'm saying. Because I see on here I have a lot of ladies watching. Kimberly Hart says I agree. Thank you, Kimberly. <laughs> Karen Smith says good morning. But uh, I just don't want to... I've got a lot of ladies watching on here. I don't want to have to wash my back when I go out in public and get mauled and attacked and beat up. And Jennifer Honeycutt, she's mean anyway, so I don't want to do anything to upset anybody. So, <laughs> All right. Let's get on with our verse of discussion this morning. I've probably put myself in a really deep hole, and um, I better just quit while I'm ahead. But Luke chapter 7, verses 7 through 8. Therefore, uh, I did not presume to come to you, but say the word, and let my servant be healed. For I, too, am a man set under authority, with soldiers under me. And I say to one, go, and he goes, and to another, come, and he comes, and my servant do this, and he does it. All right. Uh, Jennifer said, young men of my generation are terrible. I'm sorry to hear that, Jennifer. That's a shame. It really is. You know, sometimes I wonder if I'd, uh, I don't know if I'd get any kind of reaction uh, or not, uh, if anybody would even watch. But I thought about doing a YouTube series of videos because of lack of male leadership in a home. Again, when I say that, I mean spiritual leadership. I'm not saying men are to be the tyrannical uh, leaders and you have to do what they say because I'm a man. No, God's Word says to, to work together, love your wife as your own body, and uh, whoever hated his own body, God's Word's clear on that. We're to be equals with each other, but the man is to be a spiritual head. But my point I was going to say is I'd like to get on there and maybe do a series of how do you treat a young lady? When you take you take them out, you pay for their meal. You open the car door for them. You send them some flowers. You, you, you have to show interest. Listen to what they have to say and hear about them. They don't care about your stupid obsession with video games, whatever goofy thing you're into. But listen intently to what, you know, show some interest. I think so many people are so self-involved and so stuck in their stupid phones. They, they, there's a lack of communication there. And these, these boys are texting, do you want to go out? What a coward. Walk up and ask the lady, would you like to go out? If you get turned down, guess what? It sucks, but you try again the next time. You know, find some, you know go to the next person, see if they want to go out. But there's just a lack of maturity, a lack of romance, a lack of uh, just being a man and showing some chivalry uh, that we are seeing in our society. In fact, I even, uh, there's a book, uh, he was actually on Dr. Phil, I ain't got to read it yet, I just ordered it the other day. It's called The uh, Boys' Crisis. This is why our boys are struggling and what we can do about it. I haven't got a chance to read it yet, but I'm curious what it says because he's talking about uh, some of the stuff I'm talking about here this morning. But Jennifer's right. There's a lot of these guys, they have no clue on how to treat a young lady. And uh, I feel sorry uh, for a lot of these women out there. They, uh, they're trying to, wanting to date men, but they end up with boys who don't know how to. Anyway, <laughs> let's, let's go over here. I, I read sort of verse 7, but I think it would mean, um, mm, 
Let me go ahead and back up and read verses 1 through 6. I just think I'll bring it more into context, if that's okay. It says, After he had finished all his sayings and the hearing of the people, he entered Capernaum. Now a centurion had a servant who was sick and at the point of death who was highly valued by him. When the centurion heard about Jesus, he sent to him elders of the Jews, asking him to come and heal his servant. And when they had came, Jesus had... And then they came to Jesus, they pleaded with him earnestly, saying, He is worthy to have you do this for him, for he loves our nation, and he is the one who built us uh, our synagogue. And, and that's when we come to, no, verse 6 here. And Jesus went with him when he was not far from the house. The centurion sent friends, saying to him, Lord, do not trouble yourself, for I am not worthy to have come for to have you come under my roof then we come to verse 7 and 8 here therefore i did not presume to come to you but say the word and let my servant be healed for i too am a man sent under authority with soldiers under me and i say to one go and he goes and to the other come and he comes and to my servant do this and he does it when jesus heard all these things he marveled at him and turning to the crowd that followed him I, and said i tell you not even in israel have i found such faith and when those who had been sent returned to the house, they found the servant well. It's very interesting. There's only one other person that Jesus uh, commended them for their faith. He says, I tell you not, even in Israel have I found such faith. Uh, the Syrophoenician woman in Matthew 15, uh, 28, uh, he, Jesus refers to that. And I think it's very great. You know, here we're talking about male and female uh, this morning and uh, how society has uh, gone insane with all this idea of inclusiveness uh, instead of um, they feel the need to have to uh, incorporate every gender or color. It just, you know, it, 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 we, we lack creativity because we have to, because Hollywood puts the chains of you have to have this in it and it was but anyway anyway i'm sorry i get off on this stuff the point is that i'm making here is that jesus is making a point male female jew greek gentile that god's word is available for everybody you know it does you know and again it goes back to what i was talking about how god's word uplifts and elevates women and uh, and that makes them equal with men he's not saying men are are superior to women or not god's word is available to all and that's a wonderful thing just like i was talking about a little bit last night in regards to the jews we thought their their race was the only pure race but time and again we see uh, neither jew no gentile or you know it is open and available to everyone and um you know and what we're looking at here is that here we have a roman soldier a centurion and you know he has heard about jesus and um, apparently he was uh, uh faithful and uh, uh done good things and built synagogues and uh but he understood the authority that jesus had he had this uh, what is an exalted view of christ and um, so he went there with all humility and he understood that, hey, you know, if I, you know, as a soldier, if I say do this, then my servants, my soldiers, they go and do it. And he understood the authority of Jesus Christ. And that's why he said in here, if you just say the word, I know it will be done. And that's why Jesus marveled and commended his faith. Because uh, here this man counted himself unworthy, but apparently his servant he considered worthy. And esteeming someone other better than himself. And I think that's one thing that we have to do is not only understand 
the exalted viewpoints of Jesus, that the, the viewpoint that Jesus should be exalted above all things. And I hope that you do that. I hope that you understand that God is bigger than any problem, any situation, and he can, that, that he is in control of all things. And I think sometimes we uh, people have a, a little God instead of understanding what a big and magnificent God that we have and that he is in control. Things may not always go our way because we do live in a uh, fallen world. And uh, so when we pray, we may not feel like God has answered those prayers. You know, a lot of times when people have lost loved ones, they want to blame God. Well, I prayed and didn't heal it, so I'm not going to turn my back on God and shake my fist at him. But the fact is, if that person was saved, they might not have been healed on this side of heaven, but on the other side of heaven, they were healed completely. So, you know, I, you know, because we live in a fallen world, we have pain, suffering, death. We have these things. It stinks. It's no fun. It's, you know, nobody wants to deal with these things. But we have to understand that we have to trust and have that faith in God that he's in control of all things and all situations, that all things work together for good to those that love God, those who are called according to his purpose. And we may not understand how these situations can be worked together for good. And we may never understand it on this side of heaven. You know, when, when tragedy hits, sometimes we're like, well, how, you know, why would that be allowed to happen? But as a result of that tragedy, who knows how many people might have been drawn more to God, made more dependent upon God, their faith increased, or come to know Jesus as their Lord and Savior. We don't know the ramifications of why these things happen. In fact, um, it was, um, oh, goodness. Uh, I th now, don't hold me to this now. You may want to look this up and be sure, Google it and be sure. But it made me think of, I'm pretty sure it was Babyface Nelson, but a um, uh, notorious criminal. Anyway, he was very, very sick as a child, about to die, and his mother prayed and begged for God to spare his life. Well, he spared his life. Well, he grew up to be a, uh, again, it may be a different uh, gangster. I'm almost pretty sure it's babyface, but uh, grew up to be a gangster and a murderer and a scumbag. You know? So, you know, uh, and maybe if he had, he, uh, Lord had uh, not answered that prayer the way she wanted, many lives could have been spared. You know, I don't, you know, you look at that kind of scenario, uh, you know, you may not understand why certain things have to play out, but we just have to trust in God. And I'm not saying don't pray for someone to be healed. I'm not saying that at all. I mean, you want to pray for uh, healing if someone is sick or dying, and uh, it's up to God's will uh, as to uh, uh, how he responds to those prayer. Dillinger, uh, uh, Kelly, Jeanette Swiss, thank you, Kelly. But um, it was, um, you know, when somebody's dying, uh, it's a tough situation. And, uh, uh, you know, we don't understand why somebody can have the same exact disease or symptoms and they're healed, but this person you're praying for isn't. You know, again, we don't know, we don't understand that, but we have to trust in God and just have that faith and, uh, in God and that, uh, uh, that he's going to take care of those situations. We've got to give it all over to him. But, you know, the other part is not only did he come to God or come to Jesus Christ in true faith, knowing that if he commanded it, it would happen. He didn't have to physically be there. But it's the fact that uh, he had the, the centurion had a lowly view of himself. So that's a real problem with uh, us human beings is we think too highly of ourselves so you know if you ever notice god's word never addresses low self-esteem have you ever noticed that we don't see that anywhere in fact it's quite the opposite god's word talks about how we think too much of ourselves too highly of ourselves uh you know that you see a lot of self-help groups or even a lot of uh uh, churches, all they want to do is elevate you and you can be the best you can be, you know, and uh, 
I'm not saying that we can't have a little pep rally for God uh, by no stretch of imagination, but we need to understand that we need to have a, a low view of ourselves. And that's why I say when people who are, are shy uh, are selfish, self-centered, and I know that makes a lot of people upset. <laughs> you know, they go, well, how dare you? But it is because you're too worried about what other people think about you, and that's your problem. You're too self-involved. And uh, if you look at a lot of our problems and the things that we go through on a daily basis, it's out of self-centeredness. Instead of focusing on self, we need to be focusing outwardly to God, and then God will take care of those needs. We're focused on Him and other people. We don't have time to worry about ourselves, so we need to have a lowly view of ourselves, just as this centurion did. And, um, in fact, uh, let's see here. Um, Let's see, what was, I was wanted to read here. Okay, here it was. Uh, on one occasion, the well-known preacher Harry Ironside felt that he was not humble enough, so he asked an old friend what he could do about it. The friend replied, make a sandwich board with the plan of salvation and scripture on it and wear it as you walk through downtown Chicago for a day. Ironside followed his friend's advice. It was a humiliating experience. As he returned home and took off the sandwich board, he caught himself thinking, there's not another person in Chicago who would be willing to do a thing like that. So we need to have true humility. All right, that's what we're talking about here. We need to be humble. That's what draw, God draws close to the humble. And that's why we have to work hard dying of self daily. You know, and, um, and and being truly humble before an almighty God. In fact, it is, um, uh, you know, you get a lot of people talking about how wonderful they are. And uh, said, if I wasn't humble, I would talk more about myself. You know, kind of get people in that direction. And you get mealy mouth people are full of crap that try to walk around so so humble and pious and oh I, oh yes you know they're full of crap you know I uh, I can't stand people I want to smack them I was be honest with you, you say well that's not a very preacherly thing to say well it may not be but um, you know I just I can't stand little wimpy people another worse when you shake somebody's hand and they got that dead fish handshake it's like oh gosh you know so I think I'm kind of thankful in a way because of Corona I don't have to shake hands anymore I can just fist bump because I hate feeling somebody that don't know how to shake a hand it's just it's gross to me but anyway we need to have true humility before God and we need to have a caring view of others uh, that's another aspect of this passage we look at is are we esteeming others better than ourselves do you care about those around you and that's, that's something you know it is um, sometimes it's hard for people to express emotion so it, to see somebody else upset is uncomfortable. You know, I'm sure you all seen the the meme where it looks like somebody's sick and the uh, kneeling on the floor near the the toilet, and somebody's got a broom and they're they're smacking, they're they're barely touching their shoulder from a disc going there, there. You know, it's uh, sometimes when you see somebody else upset, it's it's very uncomfortable, and you don't want to approach it. You want to deal with it. You don't know how to handle it when somebody's crying or upset, and it is hard. I ain't gonna lie to you. You know, I uh, uh, I've had. Um, uh, People cry on me over real legitimate issues, and they have every right to be upset. I've had a grown man cry on the phone to me over something that was just so silly. I was like, "Why?" I mean, it's just, "Why are you crying?" You know, I, you know, I've, what, what's going on here? But um, you know, so it is um, not wrong to show emotion, 
But, you know, it's, it's hard sometimes. Sometimes you have to just pray for discernment. How do I handle this situation, Lord? How do I care for this individual? But, uh, but when we get, we're talking about the centurion in particular uh, and reading here, it says, The centurion's compassion is seen in this attitude toward the slave boy. Slaves in that day were commonly regarded as property to be used and discarded at the will of the owner. But the centurion, centurion highly regarded this slave. The Greek word means precious. It is used to refer to Christ as the cornerstone uh, precious in God's sight. The centurion was a man of rank and power. He gave orders. They were obeyed. He easily could have said, if the slave dies, we'll have to get another one. But the centurion's position of power had not gone to his head. He had concern for this one whom society would normally have despised. And so he entreated Christ on behalf of his slave. And of course, the Lord Jesus did not regard the slave as too unimportant to heal. Christ cares for every person, especially for the poor or despised in the eyes of the world. So, you know, guys and gals, you know, it is, um, uh, we need to show that kind of caring and compassion to those around us and not uh, dismiss somebody because of their appearance or how they may be. Uh, you know, it, uh, sometimes we have to learn the hard way not to judge a book by its cover. You never know who you're dealing with or talking to. And uh, just, uh, I know many times when I was a waiter, uh, at different restaurants, uh, you'd see somebody come in, suit and tie, nice car. They wouldn't leave you squat for a tip. And then you see somebody come in and worn out old jeans, and uh, I think only they had two pennies rubbed uh, to their name, and they leave the best tip of anybody. You know, that's like one time uh, I had this love seat I bought at Zach's, and I wasn't happy with it and had it for about a year or so. And uh, so I decided to sell it in a yard sale, and I put like 300 bucks on it and I remember my mom saying you'll never get that out of that love seat and uh, at a yard sale well here come this old man he's asked me about it and you know I didn't dismiss him I talked to him he kept asking me questions so I think I'll buy it and I'll tell you what this old man he drove up in an old crappy car dressed like had old rotten overalls on him he looked like he had to be living under a bridge he pulled out a wad of money I have never seen in my life before. I mean, you would believe the wad of money that man pulled out. He whipped out $300. He said, if you bring it down to my house, I'd appreciate it. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so, you know, that, guy, that was crazy. You never know. You can't judge a book by its cover. But my friends, I hope if you take nothing out from this today is the fact that we need to exalt Jesus. We need to understand his power, his might. It is his power that saves. It is his power that heals. We need to make sure we're humble and make sure that we're showing care for others around us. There's a lot to take away from this small passage and understanding of God's word and what he's trying to do and accomplish in our lives. And uh, I hope today you've learned something and uh, take something from this that you can glean and apply to your Christian walk. So let us pray. Now, Father, Lord, we just thank you, love you, and praise you. Uh, Lord, thank you so much for this wonderful and blessed day. Thank you for your grace and your mercy. Lord, help us every day to show that humility, uh, to understand your power, and understand your mercy. And Lord, help us to be uh, to always show and shine the light of Christ to all those around us. Lord, if there's anyone watching or listening this morning that doesn't know you, let them pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Lord, uh, Amy said she had an unspoken request this morning. And, Lord, you know the, the, the need. And I pray that you will be done in that situation. Lord, our, uh, our 
pray that you be with the family of Wendy Lee and as we're trying to deal with her loss and uh, Lord give them peace and comfort uh, Lord I do pray that you will be with Evelyn Smith and healing upon her and Lord I do pray that you be with Ginger Hood and Kim Penix and all those watching listening this morning Lord that you watch over God and protect them Lord we thank you love you and praise you in Jesus name I pray amen well my friends I hope everybody has a great day today a fantabulous day and, uh, you know, like I say every morning, live each day as if it were your last, because one day it will be on earth. But for those who are saved, we get to live eternally in heaven. All, you all have a blessed day. Thanks for watching.